All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASV Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and even Strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have a cracking interview with a very special guest, experienced test rider who works for Kawasaki, former pro racer, Takeshi Katsuya. How's life, mate? And thanks for joining us. Yeah. Good to see yeah, you busy thanks. week. Yeah, thanks for having me. But uh, yeah, it's been a busy week this week. You know, uh, I mean, I'm busy every week, but, uh, you know, I'm getting old, but um, I'm still going, so which is good, you know. <laughs> No, mate, you get, you're still going hard. And obviously, it's very timely this interview with the release of the new Kawasaki 2024 model. So, um, yeah, has that been obviously a massive project of yours? You've had large input in it. And um, what tell 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 everyone what's what why it's so good and how much fun you had working on it. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's been it's a been long process. You know, um, obviously, uh, everyone was asking me, you know, it's a new bike and blah, blah, you know, but I couldn't say anything. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Romain and uh, Mitch been riding it for like this season. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's a long, pro- what I said, long process with the, um, you know, because frames different, obviously the engine's different. Um, you know, we had to, we had to do a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, people goes, oh, a new bike, you know, or, Looks like, you know, other brand of bike and here and there, but it's more to that, you know. Like, you know, we, we kind of have to fine-tune it with the frame and stuff. Um, but, you know, I think uh, we have a pretty good package, I, I think, you know, with, um, with my knowledge being a test rider for so long, you know. And, um, yeah, so which which been really good. So, uh, yeah, hopefully... Uh, Everyone will find out sooner or later once they get, you know, once they hit the the shops, uh, the bike shop. And, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, it's obviously been – obviously, the reviews on, on the recent bike was really good too as well. So, was it, was it a real challenge to sort of better that framework as well, mate? Because, obviously, you, you're dealing with fine margins at, at, with what you're doing just to try and make minor adjustments and improvements. Is that is that right? Yeah, but I think it, it's so hard. Like, the people – People like you know say what well, the bike hasn't changed for say last four years. So obviously, I didn't you know I, I wasn't involved with that old chassis. So it was kind of hard for me. Like every when when you look at the shootout of the American magazine, there's always like first and second. But the one thing I can say is the chassis will be for myself. I think is better than the current one. So, you know, um, you know, people go, so, you know, new bike, you know, and like, far as I'm, I'm concerned, I think it's better. If you, if you, if you like have an old bike and a new bike, like say, if you have to back the back it, I will say, yeah, I'll have to say nine day different. Oh, that's exciting, mate. Obviously we'll. Do you, do you guys take a lot of stock and, and read a lot of them and watch a lot of these reviews as well just to see what others think and, and experienced people yeah. in the industry think? Do you take a lot of weight with that? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that's what I mean. Like, um, for me, like, I look a lot of, like, you know, other manufacturers, you know, frame and, like, what they do to it. But I kind of have an experience now that what we change that 
where it changes, it, it's gonna make it different. Um, but it's it's not that simple, you know. The those guys who uh, design stuff, you know, like it's not like, oh yeah, just cut it and then let's weld it. It's it doesn't happen like that, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, long process. Um, yeah, we we did a lot of hours, like a lot of hours to to come to that, you know, that model at the moment. So, uh, at the combine with everything, um. There is the few stuff that we still missing, but you know we kind of out of time a little bit. So, uh, you know, I can we can obviously work for for the say next year model or whatever. Like we can still improve, you know, from here. Yeah, it's exciting, mate. And just sort of from your perspective, what are the key things you're looking for when you're testing a bike? Um, you know, obviously you want it to be rideable, usable. How how give the give the you know a rider a fun experience when they're on the bike and I noticed you in your bio, you say stock is best, mate. So that's the aim, isn't it? Make yeah. it good straight off the showroom, isn't it? Yeah, that's what that's what, what I'm aiming for, you know. Like um, the current Kawasaki, I mean, everyone say it's a, it's a pretty good. But if you go to the, say, different conditions, like I don't, I don't know how everybody always rate it in the, say, dry condition. Say all the distributed magazine in like a, America, they they don't go test it in the mud or yeah. sand. You know what I mean. So for for myself, um, I just say you have to be all round. Either you ride it in the mud or you ride it in the sand or you ride on the hard pack. It's a have to be rideable bike, and I think I think we did that. I think we did that for this bike. You know, um, so I am really excited, and I I can say hundred percent. It's an improvement, especially in the mud. Like, I mean, we, we had to test in the snow and the rain. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's going to rate different, and I know that. Um, but, you know, it's kind of – I had the goal when, where it's going to be, and I think, I've, I, I think I have that goal for the chassis. Yeah, that's no, pretty cool, mate. What's, what's the sort of size of the team you've got working on – on the on the package you know engineers technicians and and do you find the balance of um you know getting your feedback listened to and them actually actioning that is that a is that a tough compromise you have to sort of go through yeah i think you know people people like like say they don't understand like people who read the magazine or buy the box they go oh you know they do that or they should do this but this process it doesn't work like that there's like a like there's like 10, 20 people work for like the one model. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, hey, we, we should change this. And it, it's not going to happen like that, you know. Um, we have to sit down and see what I think and what they think, you know. Like, because I like to say, oh, let's make it this, this direction. But they have their direction, the company direction. So it's not always it's going to be, based on my comment you know i have to listen to what they think as well and then and then they would say hey tag we we can't go to that direction because this is what kawasaki want and i said hey that's what you want that's fine because end of the day like customers gonna decide it not you know end of the day like what you said or i said you know like 
whoever said like oh, when they hit the market customers gonna tell this us the truth you know because yeah. then if they if they say oh tagger what you said was true or i would just say oh you, what you guys said true so you know it's kind of it'll be interesting to see i'm yeah. kind of um you know I don't know if I got if I gonna get bad rated and then like, like I'll just get I'll, I'll cop it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'm ready to, yeah. You know, I, they said oh the, the bike wasn't really good, but like the we I think I solved a few of the problems that Kawasaki have, um, because we have uh, you know other riders involved with it as well. You know, um, obviously Brock Tickle, um, he. He helped us as well a little bit, like, and then he has a really great knowledge of the testing. Obviously, he um tests for like Jason and Adam now, so um yeah, to have him um it's really for me um it was kind of boost confident, like because he he kind of told me what he thought about it, and then we we're kind of on the same page, you know. I mean, like, I mean, he he's a lot faster than me. Um, I mean, he's probably still, if he raced, you know, he'll probably finish yeah. in top 10 or top five still. So, uh, you know, just with his speed, even with, I mean, I'm getting old, you know, I, I can't ride their speed, but I can give them a feedback, you know, like what I think. So, I mean, it's a, it's the same with MXGP, you know, like, I mean, I can't go fast as Mitchell uh, Febra, but, you know, yeah. I, I kind of get, you know, we had the good base setting and then obviously from there they build it what they like you know so but at least i think um when when you look at the result now i mean remains doing so good um i know he had a big crash in spain but he bounced back so um yeah he, he seems to be pretty happy with the bike um you know mitch mitch he's not a hundred percent yet but uh I actually spoke to him yesterday and uh, I think he has uh, maybe this weekend in Germany, he might start to improve, I think. Yeah, it's cool, mate. Obviously getting to talk to all these different people and, you know, like-minded riders. And I think the, the public's definitely in for a treat if, if people like Brock and, and the riders are loving it, mate. So, and you're loving it. So that's, that's a key thing. Obviously you guys know what you're looking for. You've done it for years and just sort of yeah. before we touch back on the MXGP guys and your relationship with them, just sort of tell us your official role because you have a couple of cool projects you do, don't you? Like it's a, it's a really fascinating job, you know, listening to a podcast you did on Swap. It's, it's amazing what you do. It's, it must be, you know, so much interesting things you get to do and traveling, but it's also busy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So so what I do mainly production and MXGP and all, uh, and I also do the, um, the uh, KX450 SR. So my project is a lot. So all the mainly other than that enduro bike that they had that 450X, I kind of do, other than that, I do 450 is kind of my, my like project. So, so yeah, um, I kind of do everything. Like one week we go to say test, uh, um, you know, MXGP stuff. Um, we weren't doing too much of stuff because we were pretty busy with the production. So, uh, yeah, um, get to travel a lot. Um, but you know, it's a hard thing is, uh, yeah, I've got a family. So, mm. um, yeah, Monday to say Monday to Friday, I'm kind of obviously working, fly back Saturday, Sunday, and maybe off Monday again. So, uh, like, yeah, it's pretty, 
hectic schedule, you know, like the last couple of months, it's been so hard because I never been home um, with yeah. traveling. I went to US, uh, US for two weeks and then came back for two days and test two days. So straight from the airport, go home, fly to the different track, test two day, fly home, next day off to Europe. So um, everyone goes, yeah, Tiger, you got pretty unreal life, but people don't understand. When you, when you have a family, it's not that easy, you know. Um, you miss your kids and, uh, I mean, my w- wife kind of understand um, what she got into, but, like, you know, what, what I'm into, but. You know, I get to I get to do what I love. Um, that's the most important thing. But um, with the family thing is hard just be, because being away. But yeah, man, every every day is a learning. Is you can learn every day. Like you know the stuff that you do that you think is not gonna make different. It does. You know, and um, people don't understand. Like, I mean, Brock. I think he mentioned on the. Um, swap motos uh podcast like you know like just to say little hole on the engine mount or whatever it makes that much different and sometimes you know like just a little test like that you think you go oh it's a kind of wasting time but to find you know the perfect setting the perfect feel it's kind of yeah it's amazing that what you can find you know yeah it must be so satisfying yeah but it, it's it's in a way it's good. Like I don't make it. We still have uh so there's myself and we have another three rider Japanese riders. So uh I I let them ride it. I let everyone ride it and then see what they think. We one of them's probably only um sixty kilo and one of them one other riders he's over like close to eighty kilo. And yeah, and then you know, like you get to kinda let them both ride it because the, obviously the way different and, uh, you know, um, you know, some, the one, the lighter guy will probably say, hey, the fork is so hard, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. for his weight. But like, you know, the most customers say is uh, the weight's probably between 70 and 85. I'll say may- maybe more, but like, you know, we kind of aim the target and then just, so like when I actually, um, seen um, stuff on bottom MX uh, this morning and said the, the current fork was too soft. So uh, when they said that, yeah, well, don't worry about that one because we fixed that problem. So, yeah. you know, and then they'll, yeah, you know, just little stuff, you know, like they, they've been saying, oh, the clutch lever and brake lever is so, so skinny or the grips mm. is so fat. And so we got we got we got few stuff you know ticked off the box so which is good you know <laughs> yeah you can never make everyone yeah. happy mate you know and it's 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 hard because you it's just such a wide range of customers and riders out there so you know it's, yeah. it's never going to work mate so it's it's kind of an impossible task you're doing anyway but uh, in some ways but it's um it must be so cool Kawasaki and the MXGP boys must really appreciate your feedback and input and uh, you get lots of positive feedback um on on how good you are at your job mate or you're always just sort of looking at the next thing trying to get better do you sort of take a seat, seat back and just think gee that's pretty cool you know guys that have yeah, won the championships yeah. that, you know i'm talking with them and they, they want they want my feedback yeah no it's it's a good like romay actually he's really good like the with his stuff i mean i mean he's you know world champion 
former world champion and uh you know a lot of wins on the races and i think he's he has really good feedback like to be honest if he if he's a retired i guarantee he has a he has a job there yeah. i mean like he, he he's a good tester like you know he he kind of he tells me what he wants like what he needs and then like once once he saw that he doesn't want to change, which is good. I mean, for me, it's really easy. You know, a few, few of the riders, they go, oh, we need to do this. And then they go back and forth. Yeah. Like you go, hey, man, make your mind up, you know. Like um, as a, as a like a Romay, uh, even with Mitch, you know, I mean, riding style is totally different. Um, the box setup is totally different. You know, Mitch, like Romay's aggressive, but Mitch is yeah. so smooth on the bike, you know. Mm. Uh, like, that's what I mean. I, I can't tell you the details, but a lot of stuff is different between those two, you know. Very different people yeah, too, just, you know. Like Fever is like an absolute competitive animal, mate. Kind of a kind of a no excuses kind of guy. He just wants to win, you know. That's why he's still doing it yeah. at his age. You know, he's getting on a bit and he's he's still going. He's just a yeah. weapon, isn't he? And it's he's doing obviously the, the the crash in Spain cost him in the qualifying race, missed out on points there, but came back strong yeah. in the last two rounds and he's just such a fun rider yeah. to watch. A good fever is great for yeah. MXGP, mate. And and obviously working with that team of the ante and, and the Ice One sort of structure with Kimmy, it's a pretty cool setup, mate. And they obviously have great resources. And you can tell they're like a team that does everything they can to get better. You yeah. know, they're always, always searching. And obviously you, you you would know that firsthand, wouldn't you? So what's it like sort of working with under that structure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. You know, I went to... uh their works i actually what was my first time to go into their workshop it's crazy you know i never seen i never seen like that you know i mean i went to the obviously u.s factory team you know um their setup was pretty nice as well but when you see like aunties like those euro factory kawasaki setup they're unbelievable like you're probably like everything's so clean you can like eat something off the floor if you drop something you eat it you drop it you can still eat it that's how clean it is you know it's it's amazing what they do you know um uh, you know they got everything like so i mean you know auntie obviously aunties you know they want he wants the riders to do well i mean he he's you know he works hard as well you know as a, mm. everybody in that team, you know, um, wants the result. And I can see that from them, the hard work and the hard hours they do. Um, yeah, it's a, it's amazing to um, be involved with them. Um, you know, you, it, but it's kind of hard because I kind of want to, I want to, if I said this to Kawasaki, I might be getting in trouble, but I really wanted to concentrate more on the MXGP side, but it just... Because I'm in charge in both, and then yeah. we'll because this launch on that uh, 24 Kawasaki, I couldn't, you know, I just have to concentrate more on the production, you know. Um, but from now, from say, I think once this production kind of settled now, I I can concentrate on more on the factory stuff as well. Yeah, oh, it's exciting, mate. And obviously, Mitch, you, you know him pretty well. He, he was he was having a great preseason from all reports before the injury, and obviously that sort of scuppered him. And it's good to see him a few rounds back now and making steady progress, mate. He's he's such a good rider to watch. Obviously, he's shown what he can do in the past, and you know, one qualifying yeah. race last year. And um, do you think he's? I mentioned he spoke to our boss in um a couple of rounds ago um in an interview, just saying that you know Germany's he's really looking to make some big strides in Germany. So do you see that happening, mate? Time to. Sort of time to get around that top five, top ten for Mitch. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I think this week um, he, he felt uh, – I spoke to him last night and he he was pretty confident. Like, I thought I thought maybe I, I was going to get something different. Like, I was kind of, you know, getting – I thought I was going to get a different answer from him. But, yeah, he was – he's he's positive, you know. And then you know what? You probably know what he's like. He doesn't – he doesn't really care what everyone thinks, you know. Yeah. Like, like, he – that's why I like him as a – as a rider as well. I mean, once, you know, once he gets in his groove, yeah, he's fast. Like, yeah. like, like even like off-season testing and even when st- when he start riding from the back from injury when I was there, he's, his speed was ridiculous. Like, like, you know, like when you see someone, you go, wow, like, you know, I mean, that, that was the speed that he was riding, you know? Yeah. And I'm going... You know, if he can ride that fast in practice, uh, you know, obviously he can do it. But obviously the conditions different, you know, practice track and say the race conditions totally different, especially those um, MXGP condition, you know, oh. some of the track is so gnarly, you know. Like, yeah, eight, yeah, eight rounds in, they've had a wide range of stuff. Eh? It must be pretty challenging to sort of adjust and adapt the bike and, and, and your riding style and just, you know, your mindset for every track. Because obviously, like, on the weekend in, in Latvia, it's, like, hard underneath and soft on the berm yeah. and just holes and yeah. bumps and ledges. Like, it's just wild. So, and then, you know, heading to Tushintail this weekend, it's ruddy, it's hard, it's really technical. So, yeah. it's yeah, that's yeah. not easy, too. Do they always lean on you for, for some advice with these sort of things, obviously, too? No, actually, they don't actually because they kind of have the package and especially with Romain. I mean, he's been with Kawasaki. This may be his fourth year now. I mean, I think he, I mean, he has the, he has experience. He, he doesn't need to ask me. He know what, what he needs and what, I mean, the team, team knows what he wants and, you know, and then I think he just goes there and then just does a few clickers here and there and then, yeah, that's it. And then, like go go racing, you know. I mean, I like I like his attitude, you know. But um, you know, it's it's a shame that what happened to him at Spain. But like after the Spain, he bounced back and come back strong, you know. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to um seeing Mitch and um uh, Romay doing pretty good in Germany for sure. I can I can tell like uh they're gonna do this weekend for sure. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And you obviously went to Trentino and um, you caught up with Jace there. I think I spoke to him maybe the week after on a podcast from, from Gypsy, you know, and he um, it was cool. You said yeah. you do a cool video, mate, and added a bit of humour and, yeah. and sort of your expertise yeah. into it, mate. That must have been fun. Yeah, no, it was fun with Jace. Uh, you know, like uh, we were just talking, you know, like uh, rubbish here and there, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's all it's always fun, you know, catching up with the Aussie guys, you know, I mean, I'm still Aussie, you know. It's everyone goes, oh, Taka, you're Japanese with Australian accent, but hey, like you, you never change, huh? Like you know, like yeah, like you know, like I, I don't know, like guy like uh, like the Australian writer like Chad or Berna or like the guys been there so long, you know, they probably lose the Australian accent. Yeah. But I was actually speaking to a uh, uh, Jet and Hunter's manager, Lucas. Yeah. Lucas Myrtle, and then he goes, oh, Taka, so how's my accent? And I said, yeah, man, you're full American now. And then he goes, 
you kidding me? I'm going, yeah, man. Like, you're, you're full, full American now. There's no, no Australian accent right there, mate. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This, this, this podcast should be pretty Aussie, mate, because I think uh, mine's pretty well intact still. So we're doing all right for the yep. listeners, mate. I'm, I'm sure they don't mind it. But, yeah, just obviously talking back to your backstory, it's pretty cool. Um, obviously, your dad um, yeah, moved out to Australia with you, with you and the family. And, um, yeah, when yep. you were 10 years old, wasn't it? So just, yeah, sort of talk us through that, mate. And obviously a motocross-driven decision, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a motocross decision. You know, dad just uh... – yeah, I don't know what was he thinking. Just came to you know, just went to Australia for a few few, few weeks to holiday, and next minute you know goes oh yeah, border land, and then yeah we you know we are moving to Australia, and uh, we just go what is he talking about you know, but yeah we had kind of uh, ten acreage uh, up in Queensland, uh, just between Gold Coast and Brisbane, and uh, yeah we had a little truck track there in the back backyard but uh yeah since that i kind of used to do like australian stuff like australian junior stuff you know uh yeah in my junior days i did pretty good like you know i won a few junior junior title i probably i won four australian championship in junior but after that i was just getting you know injured every year so i think that was kind of hard for me um and in back in those days, you probably remember, but Australia didn't like, you know, like unless you're a top rider, like say Peter Melton, Craig Anderson, uh, Lee Hogan, yeah, uh, so yeah, those guys, you know, those yeah. big hitters, yeah. If you're not, if you're not up there, you're not making money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. un- unless like you know, you won those uh, Supercross indoor indoor supercross they used to pay big money you know but um just getting like a bonus from manufacturer wasn't that big back then so um yeah when i turned pro i think i raced two years two years three years in australia and i knew japan was you know i mean like my step was gone to japan and probably go to the us or something and race supercross but i think um i just took easy road you know Uh um racing in Japan and made a decent money. And I thought, oh, this is good. Like, you know, let's stay here. And then, yeah, that's how I end up, you know, in Japan. But um, obviously got a um, few factory right here and there. So um, was lucky, you know, um, won four championship in Japan. Um, got to race Team Gaza. My last year full-time yeah. racing, I got to race uh, Team Gaza and Jeremy Martin in um 250 class um you know like you know obviously they they beat me but you know they didn't beat me like you know it was a end of the world you know i i you know i gave them a good run but uh you know you raced Everts too didn't you oh yeah yeah actually i did i raced Stefan, but um actually i won i won the overall that day yeah that's sick yeah oh man it's it's like I mean that that year I think Stefan came and Steve Ramon came as well. So he was one two five world champion. Yeah. I mean Stefan came and you know, like Stefan and Steve Ramon, they they, they just came for a holiday, you know, they didn't yeah. they want ser- obviously they weren't serious. But I, I I thought, you know, Stefan was just gonna walk away and then just yeah, you know, put around and then stand up probably like whole yeah. half an hour and then still <laughs> out kicked her kick our ass, but 
it didn't happen like that because uh, I think he stole his bike in the first moto. He had to come from dead last, but um, yeah, but um, yeah, he he didn't catch catch me and the other guy, and then I think he went three one or four one, and I went one two or yeah. So I had the overall on that day. So I mean, you never get to beat Stefan, yeah. like you know, like unless unless <laughs> so you know, like I I, I was kind of. I was a you know pretty lucky one to do that you know, yeah. but you never, yeah, you never get to you know beat Ricky Carmichael. It's yeah. you know you know what I mean, like you know like, yeah. So um, yeah, but I think it's different. I think Japanese tracks was a lot easy back then, like like because they're not really say America or the Europe tracks. You know, it's not that technical. So like if you can't if you're used to that kind of tracking and condition, it's kind of you know, their lap time wasn't that much different back then. So yeah. even like Tim and uh Jay Martin came, um, that's in two thousand fifteen. Um Jay Martin just came off his second championship in a na- two championship, AMA National and Tim won the his first year in the world championship. I was like one second slower than them, you know what I mean? It's not like not bad. It's not like yeah, yeah. That's if I go to the America or say Europe, they probably go 10, 15 seconds quicker than me. But when they come to J- Japan, like you know, like yeah, it was only a second or not, not even second. You know what I mean? So yeah, you never, you never get to race world champion and um, AMA champion yeah. same day. You know, uh, unless unless you you're racing destinations. You know, but yeah, yeah. That's sick, so, mate. It must be it's no. an experience you can sort of carry with you forever, mate. You know, and and obviously back to the ride situation, it's like you got to go where the money is because it's it's like motocross. Yeah. You know, there's, there's there's not really that many great rides when you when you look at it. The sport's not that massive. You know, it is to us because yeah. we love it, but and you know, work in the yeah. industry, but compared to to soccer and you know football and rugby, oh, yeah. it's, just, it's yeah. just nothing. You know, so you got to take the chance, mate. So no one can blame you for that. And you had a good career, obviously four titles and. And you did so much considering where you came from. It's pretty impressive. And just to go back to Australia, mate, how was the adaptation with the language and, and just the culture? It would have been a bit of a sort of a adjustment at the start for sure, yeah? Oh, yeah, but it was good. Like, um, like first, uh, like, as soon as we moved there, we went to, like, the, like uh, one of the school. Like, I, I used to hang out with the bad kids, you know, like, you know, the, the bad ones. So I, I kind of actually learned English pretty quick. Like we were, we were just, uh, we were just always like, you know, oh yeah, we always get in trouble, you know, like just running the mark, you know, like, yeah, I can't say what I used to do, but you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, I kind of learned the English pretty easily. I didn't really care. Like I was kind of kid like that. I wasn't shy. So like if, if I go in the front of like, say, uh, classes and then if i was speaking and if i was say, say something wrong everyone would laugh and i just laugh as well anyway <laughs> you know so um yeah i think yeah i think australia was like really good to me and my family um yeah i think i still like to go back i still i mean like i've got family here now i mean we got a we got an apartment and everything here but I like to go back, but um, 
Is your dad, dad and that still back there? Still yeah, back yeah. Australia? My, yeah, my mum and my mum, my, 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 my dad and uh, my sister still in Gold Coast. So I haven't seen them for three years. So just with COVID and uh, I think my dad's coming next next month to come and see us and uh but I just I just haven't been back to Australia for so long. I really like to go back, you know. Yeah, mate, yeah. it'd be good it'd be good to obviously get back and the you know, the weather's pretty good up there. I'm not too far from there. It's uh it's nice, mate, that's for sure. But um yeah, just talking back to your riding career, obviously Japan obviously you were probably doing a bit of bit of dual rolls testing of the bike and you know racing, so it must have been a bit of a challenge doing that. And um, did you feel a lot of pressure, um, you know, back then, or how was it compared to Australian racing? Were they completely different? Yeah, I think like the fa- once once you been with the factory team, there was a lot of pressure back then. You know, I mean, they still are, I guess. Like, um, but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of hard because when when we were racing, there's a guy called Akira Narita. He used to, I mean, he's he's one of the probably the most talented guy, Japanese guy. I mean, other than Joe now, Joe's probably the one of the Joe yeah. Shimoda is probably the one of the big star now. But till back then, like Akira Narita, he's just uh, yeah, he was amazing on the bike, you know. Um, like there was. It's like if you go to the race, your mindset is try to beat Akira. But <laughs> Akira was like always like he's like above us, you know. So it's kind of you're kind of racing for second and third. But you know, I, I was I was trying, and but yeah, you know, I, that year I think I yeah we we were kind of like I was Akira was winning, and I was kind of always second, third. But I I got. I got injured that year. I kind of got a. I was supposed to go to destination that year. That in two thousand three, when the when Stefan came over that year, I got picked for destination, but uh, I um I popped my shoulder out, so uh, I didn't get to go to destinations. So, but after that, I won last two rounds. So, you know, I obviously, you know, like um, yeah, we I was a bit factory Honda back then. Um, bike was good, you know. Um, uh, yeah, just the way that they run, especially the factory team here now. Like back then, was full factory, you know. Um, now it's kind of it's not like that now. But um, back in like say early two thousand, the the frame was made out of like you know bullet aluminium and you know a lot of stuff that you never get to see. You know you. You know, I got to experience that, so which which was cool. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah, with the racing in Japan now, um, kind of it's more riding a production bike, saying not like full factory bike that people were used to say. You know, yeah. So it's like yeah. Joe came over and raced um, recently, didn't he? On the bike you were developing, mate. That must have been pretty cool as well to see to be there for that. Oh man, that's so crazy! Like, I don't know how he rides that bike that good. So yeah. I, I even said to Joe, I even said to Joe, like, how can you ride that thing? Like, like the stuff that he did on the bike was crazy. So he, they they got that factory SR bike out to like his track because I think his father has a land and a little track uh, at, at the, his uh, w- work, and um, 
I think I didn't go because I had other tests, but he obviously he he wrote it and then he goes, Yeah, forks be soft here and then and they just said, Oh, they put it like a little bit of oil and then like a few clickers and then that was it. And I said, Nah, you gotta be kidding. And he goes, Yeah, that was it. And then like even I spoke to the Joe when I went to the America, I said, You wrote that thing and it was okay. And he goes, Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and I just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the kick get kick or some talent, you know. The yeah. yeah. I mean, like if if he arrives that that bug that twenty four model, I guarantee he can go another one or two seconds quicker. I guarantee that one. <laughs> yeah, mate, he's a freak, isn't he? He's a special yeah. talent, and obviously, you know, there's not a huge amount of you know blokes that race in America from Japan. It's it doesn't happen every every day, you know. So having someone like him is so must be so good for the sport. Um, you know, it's really yeah. good, for, good for the sport in general, everywhere, and and the Japanese brands, yeah. and and he's just like he's just so laid back, relaxed, almost like nothing phases him. He's just he's a little bit shy, obviously, because the English he's a, he's a little bit sort of worried about that. He was on one of our podcasts with a couple of the lads at MX Vice, and um, but yeah, yeah. cool kid, like great knowledge, great attitude, um, just really destined for big things. Definitely championships on the cards for him, mate. So you must be pretty oh, proud yeah. of him, and, and then the country must oh, yeah. find him. Oh yeah, he's super nice kid. You know, I I had me and uh uh Tak Takahigashino, the freestyler. We went out dinner and then we were just we were just talking so much shit on it. I mean, yeah, you know, you know we just we were just going, you know. But uh, yeah, we had good time and yeah, it's just it's a two different like the same motors, you know, motocross. But you know, Taka's doing freestyle and obviously Joe's doing motocross, supercross, and just the story the background that they have like you know like it's crazy you know i mean where they come from and like it's the most freaky story that taka told me the taka higashino yeah it just like that's full american dream right there you know yeah he just i think he only had like a couple thousand like maybe grain or two and then just he said like he looked at Google Map and like just to see like back then like where he went like you know obviously there wasn't like you know like like full iPhone days so yeah. he said oh yeah yeah Takao checked it in the computer Google Map then and then see if they got a ramp and then he just drove it to the one of the land and then said hey can we can we practice on your you know ramp you know I'm just going I said, you're crazy. You feel like you you Google map now and then you got a supercross track and then you go, hey, can I ride on your supercross track? You know, you don't that say that stuff, you know. Oh, just just the story that stuff that he told me was crazy. But it's a good to see, you know, the hard work paid off. And, you know, if I would have done that, I'm, I, I would have maybe made it to the American top 20 supercross, but I wasn't now. You know, I was not desperate, you know. I was making decent money in Japan. Uh, yeah, my dream kind of ended, but uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. It's oh, you still, still done good, well, you know? mate. Yeah. Nah, it's good, you know. Uh, yeah, I got the experience with the... Obviously, before before when with Kawasaki, I was with Honda. And uh, yeah, I got the experience. A lot of stuff is from there as well but you know in a way like people people will at honda probably think oh taka you know you know they go oh you probably stole our knowledge to go to kawasaki but 
in a in a sense in a sense I can say to the rest of the world like I mean they have their knowledge but don't get me wrong I gave that them my yeah. advice as well not yeah. like not like they just gave their advice yeah. because the half the half of the stuff that they think you know I gave them as well so yeah. it's a always give and take and but you know I with this new bike you know with my experience um yeah I think uh, yeah I just I just like to see what people think you know I mean I mean yeah factory factory bike and production bikes are always different but yeah. you know for for the package I think it's not too bad you know yeah mate two way street and obviously the unique knowledge you've developed through the course of your career must be just immense mate and but you'd be a massive asset to Kawasaki for sure and just talking back to those you know, guys taking the chance to go to America, it's a it's a pretty brave thing to do, obviously, because you've got to go all in, mate. There's kind of no going back, like a lot of the Aussie guys and, you know, dudes from South Africa. It's kind of like, it's not easy to make it. So to anyone that makes it, massive respect, isn't it? It's, it's a huge achievement. And did when you went to America, was it was it a good trip? You obviously, you caught up with the Alpine Stars dudes and, and obviously oh, yeah. those Japanese guys. Must have been pretty, just a pretty eye-opening trip for you, mate, and just cool to get there because you obviously don't have much time in your schedule to do that sort of stuff regularly yeah no i got to um got to go to uh, alpine star and uh obviously gabrielle was there but you know he, he's being um super supportive you know he just uh you know i'm the no one compared to jed or chase sexton or whatever or eli but you know he gives uh yeah great support you know um and the guy that works there uh australian guy jeff um he obviously uh when I was there, he was uh, uh, looking after me as well. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, got to uh, go to a uh, show as well. You know, obviously, show with suspension. They have a, um, um office in the U.S. as well because uh, I do stuff on the side as well for Showa and Dunlop. So, uh, yeah, um, especially in America, yeah, I got to catch up with the few of the guys that I like to catch up. So uh, it was good. I, I didn't get catch up with uh, Jed and Hunter, but I actually, when I catch up with Lucas, Lucas and Hunter was on the um, phone and they were FaceTiming and I said, oh, Hunter, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> so I got to speak to him a little bit, little bit. And uh, yeah, because it was so funny, you know, when I was racing in like 2015, I mean, Jed and Hunter was still juniors, right? And uh, just to just to see the stuff that you, they used to do, like you know, they used to come to practice. I mean, Jed was on the sixty-five, um, Hunter was on the one was it one two five two stroke, and like I think we were practicing like QMP. Um, we went to Coolum Sand Track, the Coolum. I was like, I was finishing top three, right? I was top, finishing top three in 250 class in Australia. Yeah. You go during the weekend practice, Hunter will fly past me on wide at one to five. And I'm just, is that, <laughs> did he just, did he just pass me on wide at one to five? Or, oh, it, that was a four stroke? But it doesn't sound like a four stroke, but it was wide at one to five. Like, he comes to during the week, like practicing at like um, um, QMP, like me, Kirk Gibbs, um, Dan Reed, and back then we were practicing QMP. The the kid was only like fifteen or fourteen. He's 
he was keeping up with us. And yeah. then, like, we, yeah, yeah, we, we knew, we knew back then, like, that those two boys gonna be good. But, um, yeah, it's good to see, like, um, like, obviously, dads used to work full time. So, uh, Emma, uh, the Jed and Hunter's mum, they used to drive them everywhere, you know, just yeah. to see where I seen them from that view and then where they are now. It's so awesome, you know. That's yep. you know, all the all the hard work they did is paid off, and uh, you, you see them now. They just they just killing in America. It's so good to see, you know. Yeah, and just yeah. watching Jed on that four fifty, mate. It's poetry in motion, isn't it? Crazy. No. It's a ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. I, I, I even said to everyone, like the people, people said to me, like, oh, oh, so Taka, who's gonna win the AMA four fifty national? I just said straight straight away. I said Jed, and everyone be looking at me, going like half the people. I mean, Jazz from Gipsy Tail, he said Jed <laughs> as well. But I said the same thing. It's gonna be Jed. Like after you see that ride at destination, yeah, there was no way. Like even in the interview, he said once he got used to it, like he was getting better on the four fifty. But you, you you see his way he rides like it's crazy like when after parlor he was like he's gonna get better from here you know what i yeah. mean it's it's gonna be so hard for everyone to try to try to beat him it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be scary him moving to supercross next year like mm. it's a like yeah yeah so gonna, you know I'm, it's gonna be hard for anyone good. to beat him in the next, you know, he's he's only nineteen, so it's like a bit demoralizing for the competitors and those guys in the two fifty class that will want to move up. It's like or you know, yeah. you're just gonna be fighting, like you said, for second and third. It's gonna be it's it's great for Australia, mate, that's for sure. And obviously you're looking yeah. ahead to, to the nations, mate. Uh, it's you know, Jet and Hunter and then Mitch Evans, and if Mitch Evans isn't well enough, you got, you know, Beaton, Webster, Clout, Tanty. It's you know yeah. it's wild. But that's what talent. I mean. That's what yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. What you just mentioned. There's a lot of guys. I mean, there's a Jet and Hunter international side of it. Like say you you have Mitch, but other than that, you have Jet Beaton, Webster. You know what you said, Luke. But then Ferris this year. How good's Ferris been? Oh yeah, that's what I mean. There's another one, Ferris. You know, there's a, man. The Australian levels so high. You know, like yeah. you can't count the Aussie guys. Like that's what I mean. Like. I even said to the half the Japanese riders, it's no point going to America or say Europe straight up because it's the level is like if you the Japanese level is here, the world championship of America is up here. Yeah. I said I said to the guys, that's why um Haruki Yokoyama's he's yeah. in Australia. Yeah. I said yeah. I said to Haruki, go to Australia because like I mean he won two two championships and then he left to Australia, I said, hey man, the Australia level is so high. Like, if you if you get a moto in there, I think I, I said you're doing pretty good there. Yeah, like he did pretty well last you year. Didn't he? Be, yeah, he did pretty good. I mean, he's struggling a little bit this yeah. year, but um, you know, um, obviously he was injured. I think beginning of it uh, this year, I think he was injured. So, um. Yeah, I gave him. Uh, yeah, like I said, if you if you can't like, I think his speed is improved. Like, if he stayed in Japan, it's, it was an easy way for him. You yeah. know, I mean, he yeah. can he can still come back here and make a decent money here, yeah. but 
I, I just wanted to see him where he wants to be. If he wants to be like, say, say, I don't know where he wants to be, AMA or MXGP. I mean, MXGP, his age rules out. But obviously, yeah. you know, there's that new series, the World Supercross. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff that he can still go in and do, you know. So, um, yeah, but I ho- hopefully um, he will step it up. I like to see him. Like, I'm, I'm a... Australian rounds, there's a few rounds left, but I really even like to see him, you know, if he can finish like an even moto podium, be great, you know? Yeah, no, he, once he gets, obviously, he's a great starter, little bloke, he just gets out of the gate usually really well, not quite as well this year, but yeah, he's, he's a little pocket rock and it's good to see him in Australia and like, you know, the New Zealand guys come out too and, you know, they, yeah. they hold their own too, like Brody Connolly's, um, you know, went to the nation yeah, with, yeah. with New Zealand, and I spoke to him a couple of months ago. And you know, the kid just—he's just all in with Yurev Konsky's team, and he's trading at that beaten Pro Formula program, and he's just—he's yep. just loving life, you know. And there's some good talent like Young Minia on the KTM factory team, yeah. like 15, you know. Yeah. And, and like we—I was talking to Jason, we were saying, you know, if the injuries with the Aussie team, you could have a Hunter on a 450 and put, you know, Todd or Crawford on the 250, you know, and they'd still hold their yeah. own. They've—they've they've been to Europe and. You know they've done their thing, and it's um it's pretty impressive the depth of talent, mate, isn't it? It's like you know it's just going through that that next wave. It's impressive from Australia, isn't it? Because obviously going back there was a little bit of a quieter period, and yeah, it's all coming back. Yeah. Around, mate. Do you do you support Australia at the nations now? Is that or are you still Japan all the way? Nah, I always Australia all the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, mate. You going to go like, this year? I, mean, uh, I don't think we're going. No, not to France. No. I mean, no, I mean, I, I, mean the I think, I think I'll probably go. I'll probably go yeah. as uh, for like say because I'll probably have to. I don't know what our plan is, but I think we're gonna go there. Maybe if we have to test, or I might have to test with the boys. I don't know, but um, I'm actually gonna go and watch. Even like my boss said, "Oh, Tucker, you're not going anywhere." I'll, I'll just, I'll just go and watch. I said, "Yeah, well." Hey man, least least you'll give me day off because, like, some some of the schedule is so crazy. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I remember one year they had the uh, I think I went back last year that uh, Australians uh, the World Supercross in uh, Melbourne. Yep. I said to I said to the guys I said oh I'm gonna go and watch the Supercross and they said well Tucker you have to test so you testing this week but Supercross on weekends. But you testing week next week. And I'm going. Yeah, I said, can I have a few days off? And then they said no. Oh. And I said, oh, I said, oh, I said obviously F word. And I said, <laughs> well, I'm I'm gone. So I had to. I was testing till Thursday. Fly out uh, Thursday night to Australia. Watch Friday and Saturday, flew Sunday, and then went back testing on Monday morning. Yeah, wow. Good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good weekend, but it was actually a tough weekend. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a fun weekend, but yeah. I mean, it was a fun weekend, but my body didn't take it that well. <laughs> yeah, mate. And you're a fan of the whole World Supercross thing, I reckon it's pretty cool. Um, what they're doing more more money for riders, more extensions of careers, and. You know, just more opportunities yeah. is good because it's not that easy to come by for, you know, if something bad happens, you get injured for a couple of years, you you miss a seat, you lose your ride. You know, it's it's just good those openings are there for riders. And and also guys like Brayton that just want to do Supercross only and extend the career. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Yeah, I think it, I think it's good. Like uh, Adam Bailey from the WSX is the. I mean, I had a. He came over to Japan and uh, we sit down and then we were kind of talking, talking, and then the, they obviously want to do Supercross in Japan. So, I mean, like once they do that, I think manufacture, like now, like I think Kawasaki start to involve with um, World Supercross as well. So. I mean, I can't see why not. Like, uh, yeah, like you know, there's there's a few stuff going on with American series and World Supercross, but I reckon I reckon it's gonna go off here, like because there there is no reason. Like, yeah. if they're gonna do like, I mean, back in the days we used to do Japan Supercross. I mean, so yeah. if that's gonna work, you know, I mean, I, I'm. I really like to really involve with that. I mean, I've never been supercross rider, but uh, I really like to uh, do stuff something in the future because I can't be a test rider forever. Yeah. But um, yeah, if uh, if they say, well, Tagger, if you want to do world supercross, like, uh, I mean, there's uh, nothing, nothing, you know, going on at the moment. But if it's a chance, hey, Tagger, if you want to run world supercross, like as a team manager, I'll I'll put my hands up straight away. You know, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, but that's I think that's my job next next one, you know, like uh as say How many um, more years you want to do the testing, mate? The body's still strong and you're holding up well? Yeah, I think my body's still pretty good, you know. Um just um uh, long as I don't get injured I can I think I I'll be able to do it to say like say forty five, forty six. Yep. But but you know, like I, I was saying that like last time I was telling Kirk Gibbs and like Todd Waters, I said, Hey, Tucker, you're still racing. You're 35. <laughs> but look, look at them now. Look at them now. Actually, I was talking to Kirk Gibbs. Like, he's what, 32, 33 now? Yeah. And then now that he's tell, telling me I was old, he, he's, he's nearly there now, you know? <laughs> Mate, they're all still going strong, the Aussie lads, aren't they? Those, those veterans, they're still at it, aren't they? Yeah, man. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, if they... They love doing it, and then they they put in like they want to go train and wake up in the morning, and then they want to work hard. Might as well go there and do it because yeah. you know you can't do this forever, but you always don't want to regret it as well. You know, yeah. yeah. I never become like a world world best rider, but I still train my ass as in in Japanese local stuff, and I still won four championship. You know, made yeah. a decent living out of it, so I I'm pretty happy. You know what I what I achieved. You know. And That's definitely success, yeah. mate. That's a success in the sport, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's it in a way, like you know, um, I did what I could do, especially in Japan, and uh, I think I achieved that goal. Now that now that I want world championship, like I'm not not that I can't win the world championship, but as for Kawasaki, you know, like I just like to get involved with that, you know. I mean. Sometimes, like, say, with Honda, like, Team 1, 5 Championship, um, I was kind of doing their stuff as well. But in in a hand, they didn't know who who I was. I mean, Tim, uh. Tim knew who I was. But, like, you know, like, no one knew I was doing testing for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now, like, the – now, like, Honda, Team 1, 2 – I think – when I was involved, he won two championships. Like, but I didn't like get credit for it anyway that yeah. much. But now that 
now that like I can prove prove them like what I can do to build decent bike to win championship. Um, I mean, end of the day, I mean, the rider have to do all the work, but yep. if we have a good base bike, you know, like example, like if you put like say, Perlings or Jet on the other bike, I mean, they're still gonna go fast. I know yeah. that. I they're gonna probably win the championship, but I just want to build a bike that even say the rider who's running tenth and then going, you know, straight away just getting say top three result. You know, so that's that's what that's what my goal is. You know, if it, yeah. if it's a guy like say, I mean, like you know, Mitch Mitch's potential is pretty high now. Like um, Mitch can win races. Oh you yeah, know, I yeah. Just the speed that he like. I mean, fair enough. He he only won qualifying last year, but he 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 has got a speed. Yeah. So yeah, mate, he's know, a late, he's so, an elite talent. Like, there's very few people in the world that are as skillful as him. And you know, even dudes that are getting twentieth in MXGPs are absolute weapons. They're monsters, you know. But obviously, you know, they don't get the yeah. coverage because you know they everyone's focused on the factory guys, those big guys. But everyone in MXGP is a serious rider. It's like. And that's like we we try to sort of cover heaps of those guys that aren't you know top heavy hitters. Like I spoke with Max Spees today. He's only nineteen, um, racing his first year in MXGP full time. He got twelfth overall yeah. on the weekend. Like that's an impressive effort. Like he's he's only going to build from that. And you know you know dude's yeah. crashing, having a massive crash in Spain. He had a huge one, and then Ray gets up next weekend and races the Adax. Like you know these guys are hustling, and you got to respect it, don't you? Because you know you would know from seeing behind the scenes, but. The average fan probably doesn't know what they go through, do they? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you know, uh, you know this man, this world MXGP. Like I was talking to Jazz from Gipsies. Um, he, we looked at the 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 name, the list of the the riders. Those top ten guys, they can win races. Yeah. I, I even say what top fifteen, maybe. Like, you know, it's a crazy, you know. Well, like, Bogus is struggling this year and he won Lommel last year, you know, just because they that's what Honda. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, you know, like, but in a hand, like, you know, if you, I mean, those, every rider, they're, they're good, you know. I, you know, but if the bike is set up is not right, they can't, they can lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I think it's hard for someone saying, example, if they're riding, say, steel frame and then coming to aluminium frame, it's not that easy. Um, saying from going from the steel frame to aluminium frame is be different. But every, say, you say our new Kawasaki will be like, it will be probably, it's a rideable bike for everyone. Yeah. I will say, like, even if you come from this, say, KTM or other branded bike and then just rode our bike and then you kind of probably feel neutral, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I'm not saying that because I work for Kawasaki, our bike's good. Like, I know the how much time and that we put, put, put in and then we go against with the other bike and then test and then, and then we go, yeah, yeah, this is good, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm going, yep, you know, this this is what we like, you know, yeah. and then that's that's what we got. So, 
yeah, we all see. <laughs> we'll no, see I'm pretty sure, number. mate. It sounds like you'd be pretty proud of the package you've produced, and I'm sure that uh, you know the riders and everyone out there will, will be too. Especially you know, you know, you got a track record, mate, of, of producing good stuff. So I'm sure they'll be looking forward to then hitting the stores and getting out there and riding it. And just obviously, we're we're time flying on this one, mate. But uh, just a couple more sort of things before I let you go. Just uh, who have you got for the MXGP title picks? Obviously, Febrin's, you know. 70 plus back but um you know anything can happen in happen in the in the world of the the motocross and, and supercross you see with tomac and you see with yago gets uh yeah. just a couple of weeks ago yeah. you know one false move or one bit of bad luck and it's you know curtains really so what, what do you think mate who you got the title picks for in um mxgp mx2 and and uh in the ama series obviously the lawrence boys will be up there <laughs> oh. oh yeah that that was uh that that's kind of stupid Good question, that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's stupid, but you know, I, I just say Jet and Hunter for sure. Yeah, the motocross, not even Shimoda, I mean, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, Joe's kind of struggling at the moment, but you know, I just I don't, I don't put, I don't want to, you know, ring Joe and say, hey, what's going on? You know, uh, I really like to help him because he, obviously he rides Kawasaki, but um. You know, you, you can't just, because obviously it run by Mitch Payton. So I can't just go there and, oh, you got to do this. You got to change this and whatever, you know, I can't do that. So it's a, it's not, it's not my job, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I really like to see Joe do well, but as a title, I would just have to say Hunter for 250. I mean, and then obviously Jed, you know, um, yeah, yeah, but I'll say MX2 World Championship. I have to say Tyler Wolf. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Yeah, just incredible in the sand. Yeah, that ride on the weekend was something else, mate. Letting it hang out in that that track, the flow, the speed, just the the balls on the kid. You know, he's just such a talent, like one of those special talents. So if he can, you know, set that podium every week, he'll be he'll be so good. Yeah, I think I think the I think the boost confident, you know, boost confident that um he gets like like you know like uh Sardinia, I think he won the first motor. I think yeah. did he won the first motor? I yeah, think then yeah. he won obviously. Yeah, the second one. But you know, just the I think once he build up the speed and then once he gets the confident, I think he is the scary one. You know, well, especially that's yeah. his first overall win. I think this is his third year and like fortieth, forty first GP. So. You know, you didn't, you wouldn't think it'd take that long. It was like a bit of a curse, just plaguing him. He'd always get so close, get podiums, but not the top step. But now he's got it, mate. The floodgates will quite possibly open, eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, like, you see the other guys, you know, like, um, say, Moose Dyke and stuff like that. Like, they're good, but like, you know, the result is here and there. So, I'll, I'll just say Carter Wolf and, uh, it's a, it's funny about the MX one class because I was actually talking to Ramey last week, and I I even said like 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 you what you said you look at Tomac, everyone thought yeah Tomac's gonna clean up you know he's gonna win it's only another round to go and obviously obviously he did his leg, yeah. uh, I even said. Even Ramey sent me a text and said oh you know oh, I lost that many points you know and then he was kind of big kind of down but i said that was only spain was what 
round six or round seven. And I said to him, there's like another yeah. 12 rounds to go. You know, like this, I mean, like Jeffrey and Prado, they're up there. But like if this racing, anything can happen to anyone. So you never give up, you know. And he's a killer I mean, in the qualifying races too, Fever, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like when we went Trentino, I mean, like, the, like I was kind kind of surprised. He, he took off and he, he got the lead, and he, I think he was like second and a half quicker than everyone the one lap, and he was yeah. just pulling a big yeah. big gap. And I'm just going, wow, you know. But you know, and, and then obviously the race on Sunday, he crashed the first turn, and then obviously it didn't go in the way. But like, you know, like I mean, everyone knows he's got the speed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I know he's, I, know, I think, I'm sure that he's pretty happy with the bike. So, um, and to still be in I it still, after all those first turn issues and like to still be in the hunt, it's impressive. And like in Switzerland, he was the fastest guy that day for sure, even though Renault won. Ferrer was just getting stuck behind yep. guys all day on that tight track that a lot of dudes didn't yeah. like, but it suited him and he was super fast just yeah. to get the overall. But yeah, he's, he's definitely, you know, two podiums back to back now. He's definitely due for a win and Germany should suit him pretty nicely, mate. So, you you reckon yeah. you reckon Roman yeah. can turn it around, mate, or do you reckon Hurlings and Prado just a bit too bit too strong and maybe consistent at this point? Well, yeah, I still believe on Romain. I I just have to. I, yeah. I mean, like you know, I, as a as a friend, and you know, like um, the, the amount of work that he does, um, you know, and then, like, I mean, for me, he's. He's a super nice guy as well. Like, I really like him, you know. Even, like, say, like, even, say, if I wasn't working for Kawasaki, I, I reckon I, I still like to see, you know, I'd like to help him as a friend. Like, he's super nice guy. And then just the way the work ethic he's been doing, like, yeah, yeah. I believe in it. I believe in it. Like, I, yeah, I want him to win it. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I, like made this bike you know like first time when he came to japan and rode the new bike he's gone like i was kind of scared you know i was kind of scared like he's gone like because i thought it was a good bike and then you, you know you know what it's like the one of the one of the superstar come and ride the bike and then say oh man this bike shit you know? <laughs> and then like if you if you hear that stuff you go oh you know you 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 just co- lose your confidence but yeah. like he goes like like it was it was weird weird um emotion like he comes in he just shook his head like and i just went <laughs> oh, maybe maybe it was you know it wasn't that good you know and know he goes man tagger this bike's good and then, like, he rode stock. Yeah. Stock fork, stock shock, everything. And then, like, yeah, so. And then he said, Tucker, this is good. And I said, oh. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, kind of. Gives you the motivation to keep going, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, I mean, I can't take it, like, because it's not going to be perfect for everyone. But yes. when you. Whoever rides that new bike, and if you don't, if you haven't heard a negative point, uh, comment, it means good. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm pretty confident that, uh, yeah, if I, like, you know, th- there's a stuff 
there's stuff we we are lacking, but I can't say this on the your podcast. But like yeah. I know there's people say, hey, this part is not good, and I I can take that because I know that, yeah. you know. But you know, like just to trying to say that I can't fix everything because is the how the every you know the the company works and the what the company wants as well. Not and like you got what, deadlines what too, thought. you know. Yeah, deadlines as well. So, and then like you know, they're only the guy mainly doing it's myself. You know, I only got one body. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah. It'll be exciting to see the reviews and you'll be looking forward to it as well, mate. And um, we'd definitely like to yeah, get you back on at some point just to see, you know, in a little bit of time to see when the reviews have filtered in to see your feedback on it, mate. It'd be cool to sort of give you a chance to sort of shout back at a few people yeah. or give your opinion, you know. But yeah, we could take going forever, mate. But I'll quickly close her off here and um, yeah, just give a shout out to the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, yep. Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASC Performance, Kawasaki UK. KTM UK and even Strokes for all their support as without them, there would be no us. So thanks again for joining us, mate. I'm um, taking the time out of your busy schedule and um, yeah, all the best for the future. And we'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I, I uh, yeah. Give us a buzz anytime or, or get, shoot me a message if you wanted to do something. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I have time for you guys for sure. So thank you.